A dog walker beat it. Did it like it was his dogs? Oh, he was like a dog walker. He oh, okay. Like bag with treats on it, and he had these two big dogs walking with them. And he walks up to these new garbages that they have in the city. You know where you have to pull down this lid to open it, which I don't believe in. <laughs> and I said, "City of New York, oh, city of New York, you want people to clean up after themselves? Get me a garbage can that I don't have to touch the poopy handle." <laughs> <laughs> First of all, there's besides the fact that he touched it after picking up poop, because you know he didn't touch the poop with his hand. I, I mean, just the know. thought of it, I get it. I'm a dog owner. I get it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I get it. So but regardless of what this guy had touched, the city garbages need to be like censored. Like you know how you want to go wash your hands in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, it needs to be like a censor. Like you I just wave your hand. Myself, I do want to clean the bathroom myself. <laughs> But I will continue to put my cup through that hole, or my garbage through that hole where you're supposed to put cups in. But until you come up with a, new a plan, or go back to the open garbage cans. I don't know why you changed it. I, I'm just saying. But regardless, I agree. I agree. This, this is Brenda Bender, and this is Raw Dog Shaw. Welcome back to Brooklyn Jinx, the real rated and raw experience. experience. You know, we talk about Demi Lovato. Demi, Demi. Demi Lovato. What does she sing? Uh, some songs like sorry does she ever say no, no, no. that's what she should do right like Demi Lovato um, who overdosed up, you know the alleged overdose no one knows for sure if she overdosed or what she overdosed on but you know she's in the hospital she's been in the hospital since last week Tuesday um, basically saying that she's having complications due to the drug use that she had the overdose when they found her and you know, it's just kind of sad. You know, Demi, even though she looks white, she's not white. You know, she's Where's she from? She's a Latina, they say. Oh, Lovato. Lovato. But regardless of whatever else, Demi, you used to date Justin Bieber, sis. You used to be on Camp Rock. Remember that show? I don't remember that show. <laughs> show You have six albums. Are you still doing the... D-Rugs? <laughs> Let's be honest, some of the greatest artists have used D-Rugs. Can we say that? I mean, come on. Prince. All these people use drugs. Why they don't know what she overdosed on? Didn't they, like, pump her stomach or something? Why they don't know? They, but they're not saying. They're not telling us. They're oh, not telling us. So her camp is covering it up. I will say this. In this day and age that we're living in, who still does drugs? I mean... Whoever doesn't want to do anal. <laughs> <laughs> She has like a song that she wrote where she says she's been uh, clean for six years and she's back off the bandwagon. So she wrote her song saying that she's back on the D rugs. She relapsed. So it happens to some of the best of them. It does, but Demi, sorry not sorry. I tell you, she has a song called "Sorry Not Sorry." <laughs> That's what I mean. So regardless, get better, get well soon, sis. Um, and this moves us to another story of poor separation of the Latinos. <laughs> These detention camps that Trump is running. Oh my and, gosh! Know, he has missed the deadline again. All right? these kids, yep. Yeah, one third of the kids are still not reunited with their parents, 
And one of the main reasons why is because they deported most of these parents, and now they cannot find the parents. Oh my no god! No way to get in contact with the parents, and the kids are stuck here in America, living in detention camps. And as I knew it was going to happen, what's happening there? Sexual abuse of these poor children. Children. And we talk about this six-year-old girl who was abused um, by another boy that was living in the camp with her. She was first abused on June fourth. They didn't tell her father until June 11th. And then on June 12th, the U.S. government gave the little girl a document to sign. Let's be clear here. A six-year-old girl, a document to sign that told her, hey, you must uh, a report any sexual misconduct and that we have an info line. And they actually made an the info little girl line. sign her name. Six years old. All she wrote was a D, and they wrote down Aww. tender age next to her D in parentheses. Really? A six-year-old signing a document. Yes. That they spoke to her about appropriate and inappropriate touching, and basically told her to stay away from the guy. And not only that... The guy? Was this a grown man? That... The boy in the... Oh, okay. Okay. And not only that, on June 22nd, the same boy touches this girl again. The same girl? Yes. How do I, I'm just curious, like, how are they finding out? Is she telling someone, like, hey, yeah, you know, Pablo touched me? Like, what? Wait, what? Wait a second. <laughs> what? What? Why does his name have to be Pablo? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be Pablo. I'm just, I'm just throwing a name out there. It's Spanish, right? So. It could have been Miguel. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Is she saying, hey, this guy touched me? I didn't like you, or well, are they seeing? Why she reported it. I think oh, the, my God. The main point is the fact that we knew this was going to happen. Of course, people, we did. I'm surprised it's happening with kids. I thought it would be the workers. <laughs> well, think. I don't know they what's worse. They better figure out a way to reunite these families, and basically, at this point, it's almost undoable. It's a sad, very yeah. sad. All these children are left behind. You know, I'm just curious. How would they get these children back to their parents? Never, Go into yo. They even did this uh, this thing on CNN where they got a hearing with a judge, and these two women were like begging. One was begging not to go back. One lady was just like, I'm just tired. Please, just give me back my child so I can leave. I want to leave. I'll go back to Mexico? And the judge was like, yeah, you can't stay in America. It was really mean. Mean. CNN, keeping us up to date. Trump administration. So, I was, this guy, Dak Prescott, people were cool congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. That's what they were telling him as opposed to congratulations. Because they feel he's cool in these streets. So this is a quarterback, Dak Prescott, his third season. He's on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and young guy, 25 years old. He's stating he doesn't believe that he should kneel as per Kaepernick. What's sad about this is that, you know, well, I'll, let me quote exactly what he said. He said, I never protest during the anthem and I don't think that's the time or the venue to do so the game of football has always brought me such peace and when you bring such a controversy to the stadium to the field to the game it takes it away and this is sad because you know first of all to not say anything but I, you know I don't know if somebody prompted him and asked him how he felt about it but to go publicly and say listen I would not stand for anything I would not stand for, the, for being black in America basically as a black man I also think that it has to do with the team owner has passed away that all players must stand throughout the Pledge of Allegiance. Or? Or the Star Spangled Banner. Which one is it? 
It starts back and back. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they don't understand. The pledge of And knowledge. then he basically said, I won't take the knee. And you know, but you know, a lot of some people, you know, mixed reviews, people are saying because it has to do with money. Well, cash is king. Cash will make you throw your morals out the door in a minute. You know, if somebody was like, also be realistic though. This guy is interracial. His mother is white. So. So what does that mean? He's not black. Well, you know, you think, <laughs> you know, because, we know your thoughts on being black. No, no, no. Because because my thing is, if uh, somebody pulls him over. He's black. Yeah, no, no, no one I will identify. Hey, this guy had a little hint of white in him. You know, let's just give him the slap on the wrist. That's another reason why he's not. Yeah, because as you said, cash is king. That's what the hell you said. Let's be honest. Kaepernick was making money. He's a great player. They all have great reviews on you know how he plays. And yeah, was and you know that's why you got to respect him even more because it does affect the pockets. And you know somebody mentioned in the comments like I wonder how many of you would risk your own checks for the cause of your people. Mm. Quick to talk about what others should do, but ain't making the same actions in their local community. Yikes. You know, and I mean, it, it's, it just shows you that, you know, we are divided at times, most times. You know, this, I just want to say, this doesn't happen with the Jews. Yikes. It doesn't happen. They stick together. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Prescott, I wish you all the great... <laughs> I wish you all the best, you know, getting those checks and see how long you'll last until his ass gets pulled over and gets a plunger in his ass. Yeah. We'll we'll hear about you, Prescott. We'll hear yeah. about you. Anyways, it's, it's sad. Another sad thing that's going on is, or some, something that actually happened, was this thing with Nia Wilson. So two black females in Oakland, California, uh, were on the BART. At the, Macar- at the MacArthur BART station, um, coming from a family function. And this white supremacist, so let's be honest, stabbed both of them, stabbed up Nia Wilson, who was, 18, who was 18 years old because she passed, and also her sister. They both got stabbed up. And the sister, who is the survivor, I think her name was Letitia or something like that, was like, you know, all she remembers seeing is she turned around and this guy was wiping his knife after he then stabbed both of them. And at that moment, she was just trying to calm her sister down. Her sister was, like, crying. And, you know, her thing was, her sister was like, listen, I'm going to protect you. You're going to make it through this. Unfortunately, she did die. And it was, like, a, a lot of protests, people saying, you know, justice for Nia Wilson that was going on in Oakland. And I think, you know, eventually, I think hours later, maybe 12 hours later, they caught the guy, some white guy, Cowell, um, who, of course, fled the scene, but they apprehended him. I think the worst part about this is that He's not even saying why he did it. Yeah. No, no results of why he did it, and because he won't say why he did it, uh, the people suspect. are saying that they don't even want to charge it as a hate crime because they don't know why he did it. So. So how about you just charge it as a crime? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, people are saying crime because they wanted to see they get more time for doing a hate crime. Crime. It's a regular crime. Correct. And again, he hasn't even gone to trial yet, and when he does, we all know how this usually works out. This is America. I mean, they're saying that he has, of course, they're playing the mental card. Here we go with the mental card. Oh, he was mental. Yeah. They say he has a violent past, and his family said that he's not right in the head. So, as usual, you know, just let your crazy cousin, son, brother out in these streets. So Tons of people not right in the head, but they don't go around stabbing people. No, exactly. I was married to one of them. Yeah, that's mad harsh. Uh, what's I want to show Anne Hathaway. You know, she posted 
on Instagram concerning, or I don't know, I've saw it on Instagram, where she said the murder of Nia Wilson made she rest in peace, in the in the power and the peace she was denied here is unspeakable and must not be met with silence. She is not a hashtag. She was a black woman and she was murdered in cold blood by a white man. White people, including me, including you, must take into the marrow of our privileged bones the truth that all black people fear for their lives daily in America and have done so for generations. White people do not have equivalents for this fear of violence. Given those givens, we must ask our white selves, how decent are we really? Not in our tent, intent, but in our actions, in our lack of actions. Peace and prayers and justice for Nia and the Wilson family. Kisses. XX kisses, right? I would think so. <laughs> Shout out I, to Anne Hathaway, yeah, man. Anne Hathaway, I love you, man. As a white person since, calling I, out. I love you since Princess Diary, sis. I love you since <laughs> the Devil West Prada. That's what I like, to Devil's Prada. I'm telling you, right here. Called it out. Let them be real in these streets about what's going on. Yeah, white people are killing black cops are killing black people. Cop, white people are killing black people. Yo, we talked about it last week. This guy just killed that man. He was how far away? In a handicap. Because he was in a handicap. shot him dead because they were arguing. Yo, until something changes, we don't want a revolution. But to bring back Black Panther days, that's what's about to happen. Have the fist up, folks. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I was on the gram. <laughs> You know, I'm never on the gram. Because <laughs> I don't have the gram, but I see it on the gram. <laughs> Amita and Peter. Amita and Peter. These two. Remember, I mean, everybody remembers Amina and Peter from, what was this, Love and Hip Hop? Was that New York? Amina, Peter, and Tara. It was like a love triangle that, oh my God, was ridiculous. But apparently, you know, um, if you don't know, the relationship is Peter's between two women, Tara, who he was with, I think, for 13 years, and then ends up marrying some random, Amina, who's a musical artist. So and the show started, the girl was like, for a loop, so sad. Correct. So he married the side chick, as people would say. Married the side chick. And so now he's in between these two women. And of course, when there's two women torn between a gallus. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, as you know, there's drama. So, um, at this point in time, Amina has moved on to Germany with her family. No, and she's just visiting. The what? Birthday. She goes back and forth. Okay, yeah, back and she forth she does. Oh, no, she's in L.A., probably for her musical career, which is non-existent, let's be honest. <laughs> but basically, their, their daughter, who had a birthday, I, have, I guess Peter Gunn's promised that he was going to try to make the trip to Germany to see his daughter. Four and years Four years old. And he put a shot on Instagram like, yeah, I couldn't make it, but happy birthday to my baby, whatever. And Amina didn't like that too much and, of course, took it public. Her response was, you ain't going to be waiting for nobody in L.A. You ain't going to be there when we get back like you wasn't there last month and the month before that month. Despite you saying you will. Posting on here, but not one call. Saying you was going to come to Germany when we knew you wasn't going to make it was whack. And honestly, in the past, I've gotten disappointed by you lots. But this is the very first time in my life I'm disappointed in you as a father, in capital letters. We good, we get it, and we will be fine. My daughter's got all they need. Deuces. I mean, as she further clarifies, to be clear, I'm not mad at Peter because he missed his daughter's birthday. I just don't like someone continuously making promises they don't keep. And that's all. You know, the funny thing about this is that, I mean, what did Amina think was going to happen? Ten kids. Is it 10? This cat got 10. 
I thought kids. it was more. I thought it was more. Ten kids and four baby mothers. Come on, sis. You think you're special? I mean, and then Peter Gunn responds to something like, oh, I've done this to my other baby mother, my other kids too. No. Like it's okay? Right, brother. <laughs> like it's okay? And I mean... Yeah, I used to take crack before. That's why I overdosed. <laughs> Come on. It doesn't make it right. I mean, this guy, a kid. this guy also had a third child with Tara while he was married to Amina. And so he's, he had a fourth kid with Amina. They were pregnant at the same time. It's just, it's just ridiculous. So I don't understand what more... I don't understand she expected more from this guy. Can but of course... Can we go back to another cast topic? Do you wrap it up? And as we know, Peter does not. <laughs> Come on. I don't say people don't know AIDS is out there. It's real. Oh my god! It's but I mean, epidemic. he ended this whole what thing. About that HB one we talked about. Oh yeah, the hey, super hey. super. Hey, hey. It's real. But of course, you know, people always feel they gotta defend themselves and have the last word on social media. And he posted one thing: I pride myself in is my kids. No matter how bad of a boyfriend or husband I am, I love and take care of my kids. How? With what finances, what bro? What's the job? <laughs> Up to how, baby? Get down, baby. That song was... Uh, uh, baby. 20 years ago. I think it was like 10. What song you had ever since then? What are you doing in the street? Listen, he's in a creep squad. That's what he's doing in the street. I'm not a perfect dad. I can definitely do better. But when you spread yourself as thin as I have, time and money is extremely tight. Yesterday, I called the media to say happy birthday to my daughter, and she wouldn't answer. So I told her, let the girls call me. I just assumed she was mad. No way... I would expect her to call me for my daughter's birthday, but I see a few people read that the wrong way. Amina's an incredible mother and an incredible musician, and after all I've done to her, I can never be mad at her, but yesterday was incredibly disappointing because I pride myself on loving my kids from a distance. And I'm saying that part. <laughs> so to not answer the phone but post on the gram leaves me no choice but to clear that up. Tune into my live at 1 p.m. I've seen all the sick comments. Let's talk. Peter, Peter, no one cares, Peter, what your thoughts are. The bottom line is, in reality, you have all these kids. You cannot humanly be po- possibly be you there for all your kids. kids. You Financially, emotionally, emotionally, you're not there, bro. Physically, you're not there. So, I mean, good luck, Amina, with oh, the deadbeat father. Come on, how much time she filed for a divorce? She filed for divorce. They said, saying, hopefully it goes through this time. Hopefully. People are crossing their fingers that she finally goes through with it. But let's be honest, there wasn't this good decisions made here on Amina or Peter Gunn's part. And neither Tyra, who prides herself on being so prim and proper. (laughs) But yet, he didn't marry you after 13 years and married another woman, and then you decided to have another kid with him. Come on, Tyra. Don't throw stones at glass houses, sis. (sighs) <sighs> on to another relationship. Tank and his... What's his lady name? Zoe, I think his wife name is. What does Tank sing? Maybe I deserve... He sings a lot of songs. I yeah, I deserve. You know that song? Okay. He deserves to be with a black woman, but I'm not going to go into that either. <laughs> Maybe you deserve that, Tank. But I mean, you know, again, I'm not, you know, against biracial marriage or relationships. Liar. But in, <laughs> but in an interview with People Magazine a couple of days ahead of the big day of his big uh, nuptials or whatever, uh, Tank stated, this day represents the beginning of forever. To find a person you lost once before and having the opportunity to make sure that doesn't happen again is everything. Apparently, the couple met 20 years ago. They, um, they had their daughter. Her name is Zena, not Zoe, Zena. 
And um, they had their daughter decided to split. They went their own ways. It wasn't working out. Then he said one day he woke up and there she was again. And oh. they decided to reunite, have another kid. And now he's making it official by getting married. So congratulations <laughs> to Tank and Zeta. <laughs> so good luck to them. Congrats. Congrats. But talking about marriage, you know, we've never really spoken about marriage. We've talked about a couple of people in married situations and people who are no longer married or been this pending divorce. divorce. (laughs) So we talked about those things in light. But um, I was talking to somebody. You know, I'm always talking to somebody. Ben is like. (laughs) When she was telling me, I was like. Always got a story. Yo, people talk to me in the streets. They just decide to open up to me. I don't know what it is about me that people want to open up their I life stories and their feelings. It's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people feel warm when they talk to you. They don't know the real you. Anyways, but this guy, you know, he's an African guy. We were talking and he was like, yo, I don't even. <laughs> he was like, I don't even know why I got married. Yikes. And I was like, wow, this guy's been married for 18, I think 18 or 20 years or something like that, has three kids with his wife. And I'm like, you're old, bro. <laughs> you're old. He's like 60. Like <laughs> How many years have you been thinking why you got married? If, if Demi Lovato can't rethink, why did I start the crack? It's not even a question. But I was like, well, what is the issue? You're like bad old. Like, what is the problem now? And he's like, you know, I just feel like, you know, Men shouldn't be married. I think, you know, I said, so why did you get married? And he's like, the reason why I got married is because, you know, having kids. And I'm just like, what? And he was like, yeah, to have kids, you should be married. Because, of course, you know, as people say, you want to raise your kids in stable environments. So, and we all know, men usually want to spread their legacy, have a kid, a seed in this world. So, you the person that they usually get knocked up, and we've seen that in the past, especially um, West Indian culture, they knock up somebody, it's like, oh, she's pregnant, you got to marry her. That's what people do. And of course, you marry that person for that one kid, end up having more kids, and then you develop this whole life, and you realize you're 60, and you're like, why the fuck am I here? Yikes. So, I thought that was pretty, when I heard that, I was like, damn, that's pretty sad. And then I had to think, is this my situation? I was like, hold up, I don't have any kids, so maybe I'm married for the right reason. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I did think it was pretty sad. And you know, just to ask you, Brenda, what it was your experience? And I mean, I think our perspectives change as we get older about marriage. But do you remember, like, when you were younger, what was your idea? Like, what did you experience about marriage? Or before I got married, or when I was younger, before you even thought about marriage? You know, witnessing your parents oh, or your aunts, your but, family. You know, I knew always from when I was small that I did want to get married. I did not want to have my children because you know I told you before I grew up in a single parent household. And my father was basically a deadbeat. So um, I knew for myself, even when I had kids, I wanted my kids to be able to have a stable environment. So that was one of the things I knew for myself from very, very young, that I did want to be married so that I could have children. I did not want to have any children out of wedlock. I wanted to you know, have a husband, and I wanted us to raise our children together and then grow old with him. That was my plan. How... <laughs> Which like, <laughs> well, that yeah, and that sounds pretty normal, right? So, but what was your th- so that's what you wanted? But what was your view in terms of other people? Like you raised, you seen other people married? I, I didn't, I didn't grow up seeing people married. Got it. My mother wasn't married, and my mother has a very, very large family. But two of my aunts that I know for sure did not have very good marriages when they were young. Three of my aunts, 
when I was young and I used to hear them talking about it as they were all talking about each other behind their backs, basically. Uh-huh. I was always talking about, hey, no good. Look what you doing, Tushy. Right. What are you doing? Why is she there? But then those opportunities, my aunts didn't have the ability to leave. They weren't working. They were basically depending on their husbands. And instantly, after a moment, you know, now I look back, they do have great marriages at this stage, but they went through very, very hard times. Because people are still married. They are still, I mean, the ones that are Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they went through very, very hard times in order to get to where they are, to get, you know, I look at one of them, very hard time cheating, uh, you know, cursing, fighting, all of that, just to get to this point. So marriage was never something that kind of looked up. And I always say when I'm with my family, when I was in Trinidad the other day, my cousin and I was talking, I said, I don't believe that we were made to be married. I believe that we were made to get married, have children, and live alone. Or then... We meaning who? Me, my, family or my, people my, in general? My cousin was like, Got I it. we were made... For marriage because it's been a very difficult time you know not to say you don't see a couple good marriages but i think that as with all marriages there's a lot of drama underneath the things that you don't see about a marriage with people people have tons of drama and you don't get to see it because when they come out in the street in the way it should be you only see the good parts of it like oh, correct you know, yeah i love it that's what you see <laughs> but really and truly um underneath it People eat a lot of shit in order to be married. You eat a lot, you know. There's no concept of compromise. And I would um, think that's with both sides, no? Like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. definitely. But I was reading this feminist article, and they said women are the one that end up compromising the most. The most, yeah, that's what they say. I mean, for me, um, growing up, you know, again, my mother wasn't married to my father. He had a whole other life um, with my stepmom, and for me. Um, it, it just changed me as I was getting older. Like, in the beginning, yes. I was like, oh, my God, marriage, you know. But then I also saw that I, marriage was not needed in terms of, you know, making my family whole because I just gained another set of family, which is my stepmom's family, which is usually not the case. No, I, I let's be real. Your case uh, yes. is like a I understand that it is real. <laughs> I understand it is real. However, you know, growing up, as I stated before, my father was a habitual cheater. You know, he always had other women. And I knew that. He knew I knew that. And um, to hear him talk about the way he loved my stepmom was like, are you kidding me? And then at that age, and that was like more like when I was a teenager, I was like, yo, I'm not getting married. I'm just, you know, my friends used to say, yo, um, bros before hoes. Like, we used to say little stuff like that. Like, we wouldn't be sisters before. Well, we didn't. What? <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, nothing like that. Or we'd be like, oh, we'll go around chanting, like, niggas ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Like, you used to say these little monsters that used to be like, yeah, whatever. But we still get ours kind of deal. So at that point, I did not, you know, even think about marriage. Like, I'm not getting married. I don't need to get married. And then as, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, and this is like, you know, you know you when I went my. Know, like, seven times. I know. Because you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I had about 15 thoughts in my mind. Just for one second. When I met my husband, we were, like, dating, I guess, talking. He wasn't really into, he, you know, I asked him, I'm like, hey, you, what do you think about marriage? Just a question. I wasn't thinking about it at that time. I just wanted to know his thoughts. And he was like, eh, I don't want to get married. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, well, you know, that's a shame. And he's like, why you say that? I'm like, Cause you, seem, you, have, you seem to have a lot to offer to someone. It's a shame that you don't want to get married. <laughs> that was game. <laughs> but that was a game. I really meant that at that time. <laughs> Not to get married to me or anything, but I was just like, it's a shame. You seem like a decent guy to get married to, you know? I didn't know where it was going to go. But. And now we've just celebrated our third anniversary. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Hey. So people always say three years. That ain't nothing, but. Yo, I'm you, you can make three minutes with somebody in the room these days. You better say, 
Uh, and, you know, having these discussions, especially with West Indian, I have tons of friends, male friends, um, that they're with someone. They're with someone. They have kids with them. Um, they're married. And they live, like, separate lives. And growing up, what I do remember is that some marriages, um, people lived like roommates. You know, I have an uncle that, you know, he was living with his wife, his kids. He slept in a, in a room downstairs and she slept upstairs. And we knew that going over there to visit them that, yo, they don't sleep together. Like, why are they still here? Now, fast forward to today, you know, yeah, he separated from us. He eventually left. But I guess it was that mindset of staying together for the kids. And eventually it doesn't do anything good. But the perception of that child being raised in a household that they know their parents are actually not together when they portray like they are together. So, but to your point, when you said that, you know, people, what they show you in their marriage, it's like um, my sister-in-law said, nobody told her all these bumps and, you know, bruises will happen when you're married. But not even that. Even if people told you, you would not believe. You know, my cousin who got married in Trinidad when I was there, and I remember I had to give a speech. Why? I don't know. You gave a speech? I gave a speech. <laughs> and I said, you know... When you go, people come up and they give all these speeches and they give you advice. Put God first. Put God first. <laughs> and you put God, pray together and put God first. A family that prays together, stays you know, together. You all of this advice. And you can say that when you got married, you got tons of advice. When I got married, I got tons of advice. But all of that is just what it is. It's like, and I, t- and I said this at my cousin's wedding, it's like going to DMV and you get that book. You read the book. That doesn't teach you how to drive. drive. For sure, it doesn't. You read that book and it's like, okay, I got the book, I read it, and I never read my book. So me neither. Who reads that book? But regardless, <laughs> I read that book and now I got to figure out how to drive when I get in the car. Correct. Yeah, I know about the signs and I got all of the warnings that people told me about. The book told me, but it's not going to be real until I turn the key and I put the car in drive and I pull out. That's when I start living. And I rubber meets the road. My cousin and his wife. That's when you got to take this advice. And decide what's good for you and what's not good for you. Because people will tell you, oh, it's not good if y'all don't pray together. And y'all may do great praying apart. It's, it, it's not good. If y'all oh, he might not pray at all. You might not pray at all. You know, it's not good to y'all eat dinner at night. You don't know what anybody's plan is going to be. And the thing is, we get so caught up in the mold that what people tell us our lives should look like. And as we try to hold on to that mold, we fail. And I think that, you know, the main reason you brought this up was not even for this. It was to ask us why do people make the commitment to get married to somebody? What's that thought that says, yes, I'll marry, marry you. Marry you. Mm-hmm. Will you marry me? Because I even don't want to, you know, my sister, somebody asked her, will you marry me? And she says, yes, I'll marry you. And in her mind, she was like, I'm never going to do this. But this person is asking you in front of <laughs> everybody. People, oh, that's the thing. I can't say, no, I don't want to break their heart. But definitively, her plan was never to get married. Mm. She knew it in that moment, like, I'm not doing this. And when you see somebody sitting on the ground in front of you, on the knee... You don't want to say no in front of everybody. But did she end up getting married? She did not get married. Uh. She did not. She's not married yet. Maybe there may be a chance for her to still get there. (laughs) The guy was on the knee like Dak Prescott wouldn't take the knee, but he got down on the knee. Please, man. Would you marry me? In the Jamaican accent. <laughs> and a Jamaican accent to get married, you gotta question it. But I'm just saying. And and you think about it, and women too, they're selfish in their own reasons as well, where they wanna get married just to say, I'm married. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's just say I have a kid in wedlock. Oh, yeah. Knowing this guy's a loser, knowing that he cannot provide and those issues will surface oh, when you do get married. Please. It's gonna be amplified. Please. And you're like, Yes, I wanna marry this guy. Yep, yeah. let's spend here's an example. Before I got married, my husband and I lived together for about three years. 
And he used to come home, you know, when we didn't wear shoes at all. Can you say what age you got married? I got married at 24. Okay. Too young. I think that's too young for anybody to get married. Now, I look back, you know, retrospect is like 100% clear. But when we used to come into the house, before we were married, he would take off his shoes at the door and his socks. So the shoes would go in the shoe rack. <laughs> this, I always tell the story. The shoes would go in the shoe rack. This is my life. The shoe rack. And the socks would go next to the shoe rack. <laughs> Folded up or separate? No, no, just piled up. Okay. And every day he would come back out the bedroom with clean socks, put on shoes, and walk out the door. And we would see the same process. And when I went to wash clothes, I would end up going to the door, picking up the socks, and putting them all into the hamper to wash the clothes. Because, you know, at first I said, well, maybe he'll pass by and pick up this pile of socks. And I never said anything the whole time we lived together. I was dating. And as soon as we got married, I said, listen, I'm only picking up these socks on the floor. <laughs> it went from zero to a thousand. And he's looking at me like, this B is crazy. This is going to be a problem. I've been doing this for forever. And you never said anything. And then instantly, you know, I used to cook. Sometimes when I felt like the mood, <laughs> when I was in the mood, I could cook a 45 box of chicken, <laughs> season it up, put it in the freezer, have food prepared. I used to be on it, but I had to be in the mood. So that meant some days I was not in the mood, bro. And we would just eat out and it wasn't a problem. We get married all of a sudden. You better get in that kitchen. Can I get food three to four days a week? I was like, bro. <laughs> No, but you know what? In that, in those instances, that was wrong. And this is what people talk about. Like, when you get married, things are supposed to change. That they was a 360. But that was a 360. If this was, this socks was piled up there for how many years? And the minute you get married, you want the man to move the socks? That's unrealistic on your part. Why did you think it that? I just snapped. I just snapped <laughs> one day. I snapped. What they had was a gun. <laughs> you see, take the show, please. Don't kill this man over time. But you know, you brought up a point that you got married at at 24. And it's crazy because me and my cousin, we were with her cousin, a female, and she had came to my cousin's house like very depressed one night. Like, oh my God, we was like, what's wrong? And she was like, I just cannot find a guy. You know, I soon have to get married. It was like, at t- and she, we were about that age. And I was like, yo, we're mad young, homie. <laughs> Why are you trying to get married? This girl was depressed, crying, talking about her relationship not working. She used to get married soon, of course, to have kids and all that stuff. Is she married now? She is married to a cop. And, you know, they, they seem to be doing well. But it just, that desperation at that time was just, it, it was disgusting to me. I was like, yo, what is wrong with her? And again, you know, this is a person that, you know, I'm, she has seen that her parents' marriage wasn't all that grand either. So it's like, as females, we just want something just to say, hey, we're married, we're doing this. And we know that it is not something that's so easy to maintain. It might be easy to obtain, but not maintain. It's true. So let's talk about, I mean, I know you want to talk about, should you get married? But there are reasons why people do get married, right? You want to say that? Mm. So first off, people get married for the emotional reasons. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I can't be without you. I love you. And to quote my favorite movie. What love got to do with it? Oh, what love? Tina knew it. Tina loved Ike. And what Ike could end up telling her? Tina, if you die, I'll kill you. You hear me? <laughs> 
listen, if you guys have not watched What's Love Got to Do with Get It, honest. where the hell are you? Get Some of them haven't experienced it. Some some of them haven't. Somebody makes you feel funny and it's nice. And well, you good. That does not mean you love them. Just because the sex is good does not mean you love them. It means you love the penis uh, <laughs> or the vagina, whichever one. <laughs> definitively, I mean, just because someone makes you happy for five minutes doesn't mean you love them. And I think that's what we all get so caught up. I love you. Correct. It makes me happy. Love is like this thing that it should feel almost like. I can't, I, like I was telling somebody the other day, the next person I marry, if I ever get married again, that person got to love me like, yo, if I don't get my next breath, it's enough to know I love you. I disagree, though. Yeah. Well, I, and, we talked about your emotions at the beginning. <laughs> you know, I disagree because I feel like, yeah, you could love somebody, but especially to sustain a marriage and not even a marriage, but, you know, a relationship. Like, if you feel like you love someone you have to really think about there's going to be days when you don't feel like you love someone and you still have to make that conscious decision to love them. to love them but that's that goes not so much about the decision on why i did i get married that's the decision that says how can i stay married yeah and that should be that should be you should know that when you're going into a marriage you're not going to love this person every day you're not going to love them every day so you so you can't just go solely and this is why i kind of believe in um arranged marriages yikes yeah, I, I believe it to a certain extent because you know, regardless of what issues you and this person have, you're about to go into something and you might not be dating this person to know all their faults and all the good things about them. But, you know, it's like you are in it forever. 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 <laughs> forever. So we'll put the emotions to the side and we think about other things that reason the reason why people get married. Financial. Oh, financially too. This person is on the come up. Why not? You ain't working. They want to take care of you. Why not? Yo, I have not met that person, though. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> I would marry you. <laughs> Somebody that helped me not think about my finances. A lot of things become bearable. Um, a lot of things you say is a little female-driven. Me? Yeah. Well, I am a female, sis. I know. I'm just saying, you know. Like, what do you want me to sound like a dude? No, I'm just saying, you know, men don't say I get married for love. I had not heard a guy say that. Oh, that's not true. They have to love them. <laughs> really? Right. Uh, another reason is legal. Somebody may want somebody to manage their affairs. Or papers. They may be running from the law. <laughs> and they want somebody to be their accomplice. I mean, legal reasons. Religious reasons. You know, I have to tell you, that's one of the main reasons why I got married for religious reasons. I, I, I didn't want to, you know sleep with a man every night that wasn't my husband I thought God was like, gonna smite me down so that was one of the reasons many why. of us would be smiting down if that was the case and I think this goes back to what you said the final reason that I have here is the one that you talked about before society mm-hmm. you want people to look at you and think that you're winning correct I mean, there's somebody that told me that that person um, is in the middle of a divorce. And I asked her, I said, yo, why are you wearing this ring? And she's like, because they, they respect me more when they see me with the ring. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. When I used to wear this ring, it's I, respect to be, my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be like a man. Magnus? Like Magnus. <laughs> used to be drawn to me. Are you serious? Like, hey, how you doing? How you doing, miss? Can I get your number? I'm like, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> now, since I took off this ring, 
It's like dry, <laughs> dry season. <laughs> so for a while, I was like, maybe I should just start wearing this ring again. Hello, get back I in these streets. So I mean, I could still be wearing the ring. I'm still married. Technically, because you still how much percent married now? Ninety-eight percent. Hold me down. And I think people often ask themselves: Should you stay? Okay, when you're dating someone, and you know that you want to get married, this person's like, "I don't want to get married." Like, you are, should you stay around? Because people think they're gonna change someone's mind. Well, think about it. What if I had that mindset? Like, well, I want to get married, and uh, my husband at that time, my boyfriend at that time, said, "I don't really want to get married." Should I have left? I mean, he obviously changed his mind. He's gonna change his mind. I didn't know that. Good, 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 good. Everybody does not have the good old, which we will talk about next week. We'll talk about that next week. Who doesn't have the good old? What happens to them? But I'm just saying, you know, should you? You know, I know people who are waiting for waiting for their boyfriend or whatever to propose. It's been years, and they're like, you know, what's going on? And you know. I'm like, should should she should she stay? Should she go? Maya? <laughs> I don't know, but some things that, you know, this article I was reading says you should when when you and a person have different opinions in regards to marriage, you should really um look at, you know, what their background and the relationship history is, because that might play a factor. So you really gotta talk these things out into terms of, okay, listen, why don't you wanna get married? And for women, why do you wanna get married? Those questions. Because, you know, we get married for the wrong reasons at times. So those are things to just discuss. You know, during a dating. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, my, my, my original thoughts were that after I got this divorce, that I would not get married ever again. Like, ever, ever again. Mm. Like, I would never do this to myself again. And I find myself in a position now saying, like, maybe, you maybe? I will get married again. Maybe really? I, will. I do. I feel very strongly like I could get married again. You know, I'm concerned about my kids and how they're going to react with all of those things. But for myself, I really feel like. I could do this again. Oh, that's so, so, that's so touching, which is man. So ridiculous. <laughs> Here, and I'm the emotionless one. That, that is so way. touching to know that there's love again. Well, there's hope. Calm down, sis. I didn't say I'm loving somebody. <laughs> and I didn't say I I'm just person. saying the fact that that is even a thought, that your mind has adjusted, because I know you're like, okay, hell no. Because I know for me, I'm one and done. <laughs> if this doesn't work out, I'm one and done. I, you know, but then again, you think about it when you're old, when you're like 55, 60, who wants to be alone? And I mean, I'm not super religious, but the Bible says man is not meant to be alone. Hence, but also, the Bible does say that some people, some people, eunuchs for the purpose of God. <laughs> Listen, alone. this is not a religious service, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that stands out to me that man is not supposed to be alone, but like you said. Um, some people are thinking, and some people are fine being alone though. There are some people that are okay being alone. There are not a lot, but there are some out there. Some people love you. You could be alone and not be lonely. Correct. And then you have to think about too, when you talk about marriage, are people really resistant to the whole ceremony and all the things that it's cracked up to be? Maybe somebody just wants to go to city hall because maybe you've been living together with this person for nine, 10 years. It's been working. But as soon as you say, I do. That's when the issues start because you get somebody like Bender who wants you to move your socks all of a sudden. But not only that, you know, when you you move in with somebody in that moment and you think about what it costs to get married these yeah. days, mm-hmm. and one person wants the whole carriage wedding and everything, dropping a fifty grand—that's a deposit on a house. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. When many people realize, you know, we were talking to somebody yesterday. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna have two hundred people at our wedding," which I had two hundred people at my wedding. That is so ridiculous. 
But that's really just 100 people with a 1 plus 1. So 200 people that people want to bring their BAD kids. I mean, it is I have a no kids at wedding policy. But, you know, that person that we were speaking to also said, hmm, this was my train of thought. Forget it. <laughs> that, oh, he said that if she paid for the wedding, he would just show up and get married. Oh, yeah, he and did say that part. He did say that. And, oh, no. So, I just remember. Did he? <laughs> Memory. It's a crazy thing, I tell you. <laughs> Ma- when you get married, you have a whole wedding ceremony. It should be people who have some kind of involvement in your life. It shouldn't be, hey, my mother's third cousin from her mother's side. Like, you should actually know this individual. Mm-hmm. And I think many people have the issue with that, where they're so caught up on, hey, you know, I have to invite this person or, you know, it's going to look bad. Mm-hmm. Not I and I. But this is how you know you lose friends, you lose family over weddings. Oh, you said that was because somebody didn't go to their bridal shower. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, somebody didn't get invited to my bridal shower, which was a surprise, so I did not even know who the guest list was. Stop talking to me. And this was a so-called friend? I feel no ways about it, though. I feel no ways about it. You're going to stop talking to me for that? You was never a friend, sis. That's it. So, that wraps up our... Oh, no, I also wanted to bring up this point. You guys should check this out because I did look, research it. I sent it to Benda, but of course she did not read it. But there's this new movement, speaking about marriages, and there's this new movement called um, MGTOW. And what it stands for is men going their own way. And apparently this group was developed based on men who has had relationships, married relationships. And of course, it did not work in their favors and they end up becoming divorced. And I guess they realize how the system is anti-male, per se. Mm-hmm. So what they're encouraging young men to do, and this is black and white. A lot of white men are talking about this. You know, you would think it would be blacks, but it's white men, Spanish, whatever, saying that, you know, marriage is not the way to go. Avoid permanent relationships. <laughs> this is sad. Avoid permanent relationships because the system works against you. A divorced man, he is basically, you know, looked down upon from his family, from people in society, from the court system. He gets abused and taken advantage of. So and he's just not get married. Correct. And not to have perma- not to have common law relationships either. So basically just sleep with somebody and stay in your old place. Correct. And so they're calling themselves the red pill and they're separating from women. Almost like a male feminist group. I, I, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. Because I, I feel... As it grows, I'll talk about it more, but I can tell you. A whole bunch of men shouldn't be all together. <laughs> well, they can't form an alliance. They can't form an alliance like women have. The it's modern like, feminists. It's like you go to a party, you see two women dancing with each other. You go to a party, you see two men dancing with each other. Ooh, that's a problem. <laughs> Very true. So check this out. Uh, just look up MG, you know, Big Tao, um, Divorce Truths. This is what they talk about. This is what they're spreading. And apparently, it's turned into a whole phenomenon. Yeah, really, uh, really and truly, I was looking at some stats this morning. 50% of divorces end in divorce. Uh, <laughs> end in divorce. That's I sad. Everybody's like raising their hand to do this. To get married. To get married. 50%. This is why people are not getting married. Because they see failed marriages. I mean, and you know, this is the question. They, the question we ask ourselves is, why did why did I get married? Wasn't that a movie, Tyler yeah, Perry? Yeah, it was Tyler Perry. And he did like two versions. Like, Hello. Jill Scott, remember how the guy was so mean to her? That was so abusing, was verbally sad. abusing. Yeah, that was sad. Sad. But <laughs> why? the question is, why should I not get married? Can we ask ourselves that question? <laughs> Why should I not get married? Because maybe he's like Peter Guns with 10 kids and four baby mothers. <laughs> Listen, the pickings are slim. 
I mean, but you know, if you feel rushed, like you feel like the person is putting pressure on you, do not get married. Uh-huh. Um, I think that if you know you feel anxious, you're planning the wedding, you feel like mad shook past just regular jitters, like oh yeah, uh-huh. but you're like oh my god, I'm gonna be with this person blah, 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 blah. then don't get married. These are all the signs. And if you really look at the person, and let's be realistic, we're in a lot of relationships. That we kind of, kind of like, or kind of love the person. <laughs> kind of. If you got to use the word kind of, <laughs> don't get Do it. married. <laughs> Why did I get married? We hope your answer comes up because you know that the person that was standing in front of you can make you a better you. Facts. And you can tolerate their morning breath if they have any. <laughs> so that wraps it up for why did I get married. People, think about it. Some people say it's not all cracked up to be. I don't know what they crack it up to be. <laughs> I just don't know. But um, be real in these streets. It's not all glitz and glam. But I could say, I think it's worth it. Yeah, man. I could say 60 years in. That's how long I've been married. <laughs> 16 uh, years. 16 years. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Not really, but. Crash and burn. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll still be married this year and I'm still not going back to court until after my anniversary. Yikes. I could tell you. Ah, anyway. Sh- I, 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 I want to talk about this. My whatnot of the day. Men with long nails. I think to say long penises. I'm going to say we back to that conversation. Well, that would never be a whatnot. <laughs> 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 I think you have to get that sweet to me. <laughs> Regardless, we digress. Men with long nails. Why? I don't understand this. Why? If a guy even approaches me with long nails, don't don't even... I don't care if they're clean. I don't care that. Money? Maybe nails, money. Maybe if their nails are clean, I don't care. I don't care if you got the clear polish on it. I'm telling mm. you, it's inappropriate for a man to be walking around with long nails, especially when he has only the two pinky nails Love. I always question, what is that for? Is it to like dig your nose? No, like, I think it's for what people used to do cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it's a pinky. Oh, this is a pinky. It's a, a pinky snore. It's a doing straight. I tell you, that long line goes a long way. Man, Come on. What's up? <laughs> those nails. That is just to me nasty. Like, you know, certain things when you see about, you know, someone with long. I mean, even, I mean, men could say they don't like to see women with long nails, but it's different for men, especially when it's not clean. Please, men, cut those nails. And you think about it. Oh, I'm telling you, I remember like back in the day when, you know, Oh, we got to talk about that, too. Back in the day when we used to go through third base. Do we know what third base is? No. First base. What's first base? Kissing. Isn't What's second base? Putting the hand in the place. <gasps> no, that was too fast. Back in the day, first oh. base is kissing. Second base was, like, fondling, like, touching the boobs or whatever it was. Third base was fingering somebody. Remember that? Oh. Like, you getting fingered. And then home run was... The do. Nah, but tons of other no, now it's been dry. upgraded. I spoke about this with my friend yesterday. That's not like, a base. That wasn't a base. Because you could dry up anywhere. I used to dry up all the time. That wasn't bases. Bases mean another level of sexual activity. That was to me no, different bases. A, a person could have uh, come. Yeah. Or dry humping. Not you, hot mama. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just saying. But I digress. Can you imagine somebody with long nails trying to finger you? That is counterproductive. Ah, 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 you're scratching me. I just don't get it. What's that's the point what of this? That's, long, that's what the pinky is. You did not finger you with the pinky. It's only with the other fingers. <laughs> so, man, please. Uh, <laughs> Let's give a shout out to LeBron, man. I'm living your best life. So LeBron opened up his public school in Akron, where he's from, his his hometown. He opened up a new school. It opened yesterday. That is awesome. Um, I think know, Nas gave him a shout out. Like everybody shouted him out. Yo, this is really good things, and this is just somebody doing something. And you know, great. They said that he like missed like forty something days of school when he was growing up. Oh yeah. He was like didn't have good attendance due to family issues, et cetera, et cetera. You're saying he's saying like who would have thought? And now look at him. But let's be real. Don't train all our kids to think they're going to be the next LeBron. But what they can all be is the next scientist, the next researcher, blah, blah, blah. And I hope this school opens up tons of opportunity for this inner city in Akron, which is what, in Ohio? Yeah, one of those places. Akron, Ohio. Who knows Akron is from? Maybe Arizona. It's like we spoke Cleveland, so geography. geography. Neither did I. But I know it's in Akron, Arkansas. <laughs> uh, no, to, yeah, to, to stop, sis. <laughs> to stop. But, I mean, that is such a proud, you know, um, achievement. Proud of LeBron. The only thing, LeBron, can we work on you being bald? I mean, you got the guap. Can you, like, cover up this bald spot that he has? I think he's a great-looking guy. Just cover up the bald spot. And, you know, he's calling this the most important project of his career. He said he could, you know, set a new standard for athletes. Um, Start doing o- something better with their money. is in Ohio. Um, <laughs> it's the new public school. It's called, the name of the school is called I Promise School. It opened yesterday. And it's for children at risk of falling behind and offers an infrastructure to improve education and home support. Um, and he thinks this is the best thing he's ever done with his money as an athlete. You Shout out. Guy? By 2022, the school will house nearly 1,000 kids from grade first to eighth grade. He just raised the bar. I mean, it's a, I mean, I'm not knocking anybody to spend your money how you want to, but this is somebody doing something positive with the money, not buying, you know, $18 million watches. No shade, Floyd. You could buy that for me. But I'm just saying, he's doing something he's great with his money. <laughs> he's doing something great with his money. Um, and lastly, I'll... You know, I have to tell you, this school will run from nine to five. And school is from July 30th. I hope for those single mothers to pick those kids up. Um, and it ends in May. July 30th to May. Um, no big summer vacation for these kids. I don't think kids going like They'll that too much. food for families who don't have proper nutrition. It, I mean, after school programs. I'm about to have a kid just to send my kid to LeBron school. from high school. Uh, and they meet the criteria, can get a four-year scholarship to the University of Akron. It's pretty so, cool. And they also have a program there for parents to get their GEDs. So, yo. Good big stuff. Up, big up. Big up. Big, big up, up, LeBron. Big, big up. up, LeBron. GMs. Big them up. Big them up. Definitely. How cool is this? And to our last segment, check this. So, Ben and I have been watching the show Handmaid Tale. I'm no longer watching it as I'm fully finished. Dang. Just shut a sister down who likes to binge watch. I mean, honestly, my husband and I watch it together, so, you know, I can't watch it without him. We, you know, we can't watch it independently, so that's my problem. But I'm watching it. Anyways. So this is about, first off, I didn't know this. Handmaid's Tale was based on a, a movie that came out many, many moons ago um, called, guess what? The Handmaid's Tale. To the same and exact now, name. 
as you know, in America, we make it came out in 1990. We make nothing that is new. They decided to take this Damn. movie and turn it into a TV series that comes out on Hulu, and Hulu drops an episode episode every week. Um, and basically, Handmaid's Tale is about a woman, women that are they're in a society. There's been a war in America, something like that. And there are many women that cannot have children. So Correct. what they do with all of the women that were considered not good women, people that were uh, interracial, lesbians, people that were in an interracial wedding and relationships, or anybody living a life that was too forward for this new town, mm-hmm. but they were still very fertile, they would take them and make them what they considered a handmaid. And handmaids would have, you know, we don't give away too much of the show, but yeah. handmaids have the one responsibility of sleeping with the husband, or yeah, the, husband the commander in order to make a baby. And when they have the baby, the wife takes the baby and it's so funny. Like they do a whole process. The wife who's not even pregnant is doing the whole pushing during the, uh, uh, yeah. Cause and, because the wife is supposed to make it seem like she's pregnant, experiencing this whole thing mm-hmm, when, when the handman sad. And they basically take their baby and send them to the next house to have a baby for somebody else. So it's like a forced prostitution. Yeah, I mean... And if you don't do it well, the, yo, don't they show the gangster? You mess it up, if your right eye offend you, they cut it out. Yo, they you took that... You don't hands to have a baby. Yeah, blessed be the fruit. Oh. <laughs> That's what they always say. That's the main goal in the May show. the Lord provide. Correct. Ah. <laughs> so, if you haven't seen it... So check this out. not finished it... Continue watching it. Thanks, Benda. Catch up. Anyway, it's a good show. I think for men and women, this to see. Like, this is, uh, you know... Some of the episodes are a bit dry. I'm not going to lie to you, but it does, you know, pick up, but some of them are dry-y. Like, anyway, that's Ben's comment. I was never left uh, wanting more. I mean, but maybe because I take my time and watch it. I don't know what she does on her time, but I think it's pretty captivating. Check it out. I just watch it on time. Let us know what you think. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for checking us out and continue to follow, share us. Many people are like, oh my God, I love it. But, but you're, you're not, not sharing. Come on. Come on. What's the worth? Okay. What's Let's the worth? Yes. <laughs> so check us out. Follow, love, share us. SoundCloud, iTunes. We're all on it. And have a good week.